Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verse 15, and then we're going to skip over to verses 33 and 35, 335. Listen now for the word of God. And he said to them, take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do, not, that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. I was, I was watching as the Mercier family grappled with their abundance of possessions and clothes and pants and shoes were flying out of closets and storage areas and under the bed and they were making these giant piles. Each person in the family had a pile. There were two kids and the kids pile, it was on the bed, but by the time they were done, it was double the height of the kid, just their clothing and their shoes and things like that. And the parents had so much that they had pulled out. It was a two-bedroom apartment, I think, but they had so much that it covered every surface in the living room, including the floor. They had to make little squirrel paths through it. And in the center of all of that was simplification guru Marie Kondo. Have you all heard of Marie Kondo? Yes, she has a TV show now. Uh, she is getting madly wealthy telling Americans that we have too much stuff and if we got rid of it, our life would be better, right? This is, this is her message, that if we actually get rid of some of our stuff, we will be more free. We will be set free. And the Mercier family, had they had looked at their life. I don't know if y'all saw this episode, but they were so stressed out. They loved each other, but they were so stressed. And it boiled down to they had too much stuff. And the stress went down, and their time together improved when they got rid of the excess. And... This has taken America by storm, right? You have a friend who's like, have you read this book? My husband came to me and was like, have you read this book, right? Um, and we passed it around. Anna read the book, Leah read the book, everybody read the book. And I thought, this is amazing stuff and I love it and it's practical, but Marie Kondo did not come up with this. She didn't. Um, 2,000 years ago, Jesus told us that we could drastically, dramatically change our lives by getting rid of the excess stuff. He challenged us, he taught us that. And he didn't just say we would have less stress and we would have more time and we would have more joy. He said it would do something for our souls. He said that having fewer things, getting rid of the excess would actually set our souls free. So there's this, Jesus reminds us it's more than just practical, it's spiritual. And we don't hear a ton of teaching in the church about our possessions, I think because it's so challenging, right? Because we all start saying, oh, this is getting pretty close to home when you start talking about possessions. Jesus really is and intends to call every single one of us on the carpet. But what I want you to remember is that he's not calling us there to shame us, to hurt us, to inflict harm on us. He's calling us onto the carpet so that he can set us free. 
so that he can give us back our lives, right? Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And that's going to swim very counter to the current everybody else is going, unless you're a Marie Kondo fan. And I have to admit that for me, I, for years, I thought I had let this critique me. I thought that I was at least trying to live into Jesus' teachings about possessions. And then I went to seminary, and that's training to be a pastor. It was up in Kentucky. And there is nothing like being around other folks who are going to go into ministry and having these deep discussions to really call you onto the carpet when you need to be. And especially I found I was with pastors from other countries. Some of my good friends were from Africa. And what I found was because they were not American, they could see the sins that American believers fell into they, because it, this wasn't their culture. So they could just see it. And because I'm not African, um, they were living in America. But if they would talk to me about things, I might have clearer eyes in those situations. And so one of my favorite things to do was to walk back from our classes with my friend Peter Mutamware. And y'all may have heard me mention his name before. He's a, he is a pastor in Kenya. And our apartment complexes were side by side. Uh, we lived in seminary housing. And just to let you know, seminary housing, two years or three years after we left, I'm looking to Kevin, but he doesn't remember, was condemned. Like, it, it was condemned. If you left your clothing in the closet, which was about this big, I had friends that were in the corner units, thank goodness we weren't on that end, that they left their clothing there and it molded. It was bad. Um, the kitchen was the hallway, and the bedroom was so small that we had a queen-size bed, and if we had had a king, we wouldn't have been able to walk in the room. We would have just jumped on the bed and gotten over to the closet. Our friends with king-size beds took the accordion doors off their closet so they could get in. Okay, so that's where we're living. And we're walking back one day, and we're talking about the lesson that we had been studying in seminary, and that was on limiting our possessions. And I, I was kind of like, well... Mission accomplished. Like, I mean, Kevin and I had had this nice two-bedroom duplex, and now we were in this miserable, mold-filled one-bedroom apartment where you could barely walk. And I mean, I, we had gotten rid of a lot of stuff. And I didn't, I wasn't bragging about that. I was just saying, at this period of my life, I'm really not struggling with excess, right? I was driving a car that had caught on fire, and we, f we fixed it, right? Like, we just took, okay, well, now the AC doesn't work, and let's keep going, you know? Um, so I was like, we're good. And Peter was quiet, and then he looked in my eyes. He said, Laura, you need this teaching of Jesus. You need to let it critique you. You are an American. You will always struggle with this problem. He said, all American believers do. He said, you Americans, he said, never forget, you Americans, when your house is full of stuff, you buy a second house to put the extra stuff in. I was like, I was trying to think, like, what does he mean? You know, I, and I couldn't think of anyone, anyone that had an empty house that they put their things in, you know, like vacation homes, but that's not he, what he was talking about. And I just gently said, well, Peter, I don't know anyone who does that, actually. Maybe you heard wrong. And he said, maybe I don't have the right English word. But you know, when your home can't fit all your things and you buy another home, 
He said, we walked past one of them on our walk. A storage unit. A home for the things that don't fit in your home. And all seminary housing was so small that they had these big storage, I mean big, areas where they made huge um, shelving and they gave you a space and it was pretty deep where you could put the stuff that didn't fit. And Kevin and I had maxed it out, right? Our little area for our apartment. And then I realized, you know, we were the people who, if apartment 302 wasn't using their storage area, we would slip a few things into their storage area just because, like, they weren't using it, and so we could. And <sighs> Peter was right. He was right. This is a place where American Christians struggle. African Christians struggle in different places. And ever since that day, when I, Kevin and I are tempted to get a storage unit, I'm like, oh no, we are not, no, 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 no. We are not getting a storage unit, right? We have too much if we have a storage unit. And so I've been able to hold that. But I wonder, does that exclude your attic? Like, is that okay? And what about your closets where you open them? Maybe this is just my problem, but things fall out. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, close, you know? Um, what about just overstuffed closets or being out of hangers? You know, do, does that count? And I think we have to say that for all of us, we have places where our need has crossed over to excess, where we have too much. And Jesus would say that when we release it, our souls find freedom that they haven't had. This is a way to grow in our faith. It's a way to tangibly uh, just with our possessions bless other people, right? And so then we say, well, where do we start? Where do you and me, Americans that we are, where do we start? And I looked at something that John the Baptist said to people who came to him. They were saying, how do we get ready for the Savior to come? And he said, if you have two shirts, then give the one that you're not wearing to somebody who could use it. Now, you guys, what I'm really hoping is that it's okay to have more than one shirt, right? <laughs> the back then you needed the one shirt, but you couldn't. I think what he's saying is you cannot physically wear two shirts at the same time, right? And, and I don't think it would be environmentally sound for us to wash your shirt every day. I don't think that's good stewardship of the environment. But we all have to find, as our starting point, what is it that we need? How many shoes and sweaters and tools and toys do we need? And where is it that we have excess that we are not using that we need to pass on? And I love what Peter Mutamwari challenged me on. He just said, Laura, start to think. If you haven't worn it in the past year, have you all heard some of this before? If you're waiting to lose 30 pounds before, you know, but it's good. Or if you're thinking, if I gain some weight. Or if you're thinking, those are so, this is a woman thing. Those shoes are so cute, but they hurt. 
right? But I'm keeping them because they're dang cute, right? Um, guys, tools, right? Kevin has, like, he's like, well, I'm going to put the planer up in the attic. I'm like, are we using the planer? He's like, no, but we could. Like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, these are, these are the things we have to ask ourselves. And what I would challenge us, what Jesus would challenge us to do is take a deep breath and say, getting rid of the excess, the place where my need crosses over into greed or excess, or I'm not using it, to find that place and all this stuff over here to think, I'm going to pass it on. I'm not going to store it when someone really needs it and I could bless them with it. And so... Um, I still struggle with this, right? And I knew this sermon series was coming. And so this September, in order to stand here today, right, as your pastor and say this, I have allowed this to critique my life, I looked at my attic. I've been living in my house for nine and a half years, and it's gotten a little crazy. This is what it looked like. I don't know that you can even tell, but that's a lot of stuff, right? Um, there's a table, a table and seven chairs up there. We have a table, y'all. Like, why do I have that extra table, right? Um, there's a, an end table. There were two beds. How many beds does my family need to sleep in, right? There were boxes of clothes. I'll pick on Anna, but know that it's true of me and Kevin. Not so much Kevin. And Leah and Anna had seven bags, trash bags full of clothing that she had snuck up there while we weren't looking. Because they didn't fit and they were junking up her room, but she didn't want to get rid of them. So all of us pulled this stuff down in the 95-degree weather, right? That's a real motivator. Like, let's get out of the attic. And we started to say, what is it here that we need, that we really need? And what are the boxes where if I didn't open it, I wouldn't know what's in it? And we ended up with something like this. I don't know if you can tell, but there are two stacks of Tupperware boxes that have been emptied out, and then there's a couple of things that we're storing. And the best part is, when you do this, not only do you feel like, it's not just cleaning, right? That's not what it is. We got to take two SUV loads to the Ladies of Charity. And not only does that sell at reduced prices to people who need it, but they pour it back into our community. So Helping Hand Crisis Ministry is going to get some piece of what they sell our stuff for. And then I had a pastor friend challenge me. She's like, you're doing this thing, and it's awesome. And she said, but don't just drive it anonymously someplace. Try to give some stuff to people. Because, Laura, if you can give some stuff to the people who need it, you're going to be encouraged to do more. And I didn't quite know how to do that, but I started posting on Marketplace, Facebook Marketplace, right? I have a table and seven chairs, right? I have this and that. And one of the things I had was Asher's baby dresser with the changing table. And he doesn't need that anymore. And so I posted it, and I got a lot of, I mean, a lot of people. And I think I was selling it for something like $40. I wanted it to be so low that somebody who needed it could afford it. Um, but not free because then everybody's like, I'll just take it and I'll sell it again. This was my thinking. Well, this lady contacted me and she's like, I'd love it. We live in Georgetown and I could drive there tonight. And I was like, okay. She said, I have a four-month-old baby. And I said, this will be perfect. It's really nice, nice dresser. And she said, okay, I'm coming. Can you send me your address? 
Well, as soon as you say Briarcliff, everybody's like, oh. And she said, oh, that's a long way, but man, I really need this. I really want it. Let me see. Let me check with my husband. And then she wrote me back and she said, I'm so sorry, but gas is going to be too expensive for us to make it. And I was like, this is my moment. And I said, I don't want to put any pressure on you because I know gas is expensive. But if I could give it to you for free, would it be worth coming over here to get it? And I'm getting chills because she was like, oh my gosh, would you do that for me? I'm a stranger. And I was like, yeah, I want to bless someone. I was using those words. I want to bless someone. I have been so blessed is what I said. People have been so kind to me and I want to bless somebody. And she said, I cannot tell you in a text message what we've been going through. But it's financial and it's more and just that you would do this um, gives me hope. I was like, not only that, but I am so excited you're the exact person. And so she came that evening and they brought the baby because it's just the two of them and the baby. And I'm telling Asher, who's three, I don't know how much he gets. I'm like, your dresser is going to this baby. You know, she is blessed by what you're doing. And the parents open up the truck door. There's a little baby. And, and they say, this baby is so thankful for, she had a name, but I'm, I'm trying to keep them anonymous. Um, so thankful. And she says, thank you. And Asher said, welcome. He said, bye, baby. And we loaded up the dresser. And he waved goodbye to them. And I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, y'all, that was sitting in my garage. And it lifted that family's week. It, that was sitting in my garage. Jesus would have us be free, right? Not enjoy the things that are good. That is not bad, right? That is not bad. Enjoy the things that are good, but identify where you are just storing things that someone else would use and hand them on. I mean, we're a people who want to change the world, right? We are passionate about it. So I get excited because I start thinking, we have stuff we're not using right now that can bless the world, that can bless our community, and it will set us free. This is, this is a no-brainer to do this. And so I got with Sue Bienkowski, and I said, Sue, sometimes it's hard to just figure out how to do this. Can you get with some of our partners in ministry and see what they need? So that if you do your homework, like I hope, and you find whatever that place is for you, the garage, the attic, the storage area, the closet, whatever it is, and you clear it out, you have a place to give it directly to people. So in your study guide, there is a list of ideas, okay? There's our community garden, there's Partners in Hope, there's the Ladies of Charity, there's putting it on the marketplace, on Facebook, and the most exciting to me is Helping Hand gave us a list, it's right here by the picture of the Boy Scouts, um, of the stuff that their clients need, pots and pans and bowls and platters and kitchen appliances, and then winter stuff, and gently used shoes. And in a month, because that's how long it took the Hikus family, so I think that's pretty good. In a month, on November 5th, we are going to have not a garage sale, a free sale. Where anybody who needs something in our community can come receive it for free. And if that's not a motivation <laughs> to look at the stuff you have that's extra that you don't need, I don't know what is. 
Um, Jesus says, and Sue's here, wave Sue. So if you have questions, she's your lady, okay? She's, she's helping us and she may even know, we're still looking for where big furniture can go, but we'll, we can figure some stuff out. Um, Jesus says that possessions can have a negative spiritual impact when they cross over into excess, that they hurt us spiritually, and that we find freedom and liberation for our souls as we pass that excess on, and we're able to show love to our neighbor in real practical ways. So, do you want to grow in your faith? Get rid of the excess, Do you want to have more time and energy? Get rid of the excess. Do you want to change the world? Get rid of the excess. It will set your soul free. It will show love to our neighbors in tangible ways. Let's pray. Lord, you do call us onto the carpet, not to hurt us, but to see our lives enriched. And enriched not by what we possess, but by what we could give away and bless somebody else with. So gently, Lord, critique us. Gently open our eyes so that we can see and help us, uh, through your amazing, miraculous power, connect our excess stuff with people who wouldn't store it, they would treasure it. We ask that you would help set us free and that you would help use what we have to bless our community. We ask this in your amazing name. Amen.